bringing that level, like just up leveling things, right? If you want your event to be different, if you want to up level it, then it's got to look it's got to look and feel different because when you go to these conferences, it looks and feels different. You're listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today we're talking about perhaps a positive side of the disruption we're experiencing in the business world, the way things have changed as a result of the pandemic and what the future may hold. To help us, we have with us Anna Rames, owner of Simplified Impact, a digital marketing company focused on small businesses. Anna, thank you so much for taking the time and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So we always like to do a cute little icebreaker in the beginning so people get a better understanding of, of who you are. And always curious to see if we can find something, you know, something you're passionate about that our audience may be surprised to learn about you. Gosh, well, that I started in maybe the fashion industry. Um, so that that's different. Most people don't. I was did 10 years in the fashion industry as a designer and you know travel to china and all over the world doing fashion shows and so that that's a little different that that is that is completely different i've never i've never had somebody say that before so i gotta ask how the transition from from fashion to to digital marketing yeah so i was working in manhattan on uh, 37th and 8th i think it was and one of the girls that i worked with her sister worked at hbo and she this was in 2003 or four and she was like oh you know i'm blogging and i was like you what and she was like yeah her sister had said that at hbo she's like yeah i got you know released i get i see new releases before they come out and i blog about them and then i give my opinion i'm like you know, and this, she's this, this random girl. She's actually become an influencer since. And, since, and I was like, wait, people care what you have to say? And she was like, yeah. I was like, okay, this is really interesting. So I spent a lot of time at HBO, like, just asking her so many questions. And I was on MySpace at the time, and I remember when Facebook became public. I'm like, okay, there is something here, and I'm going to learn it. And honestly, that's, like, how it all started. Eventually, I left the fashion industry and went into full digital media but that's that was where my interest peaked nice that is a great story <laughs> thank you it's a unique one i haven't heard that one before so thank you for for sharing that so so let's kind of talk about where we're at today right so i, I know i don't know about anybody else i don't like to speak for others i know myself i'm completely exhausted by this damn pandemic it's created a lot of change a lot of opportunity um some horror stories and some great heartwarming stories both in business and for people so rather than talk about that right now i'd rather start talking about kind of what you see for the future as we go through the end of this year into 2021 Kind of what are your predictions um, for what businesses, small businesses will need to be doing to remain effective and, and viable? Yeah, you know, um, I just did a Zoom event with one of my clients and it was so well, I mean, so well done. She had a production team, she had switchers, she had professional cameras, but we did it all via Zoom. And of course we had our Zoom hiccups in the beginning as everybody does, even when you're just trying to do a Zoom meeting. 
And I think that's what it is. I think it's really bringing a professional level that maybe we may be missing in in in-person trade shows or what have you to Zoom and really changing things up. I have another friend who's doing these like Zoom backboards that people put on chairs, you know, because everybody's working from home. So it eliminates like the kids walking in front, you know, making faces. I know my daughter loves to like, you know, she hears me on a call. She'll come in and make a face. So usually she might turn the camera off quickly, but she's still, you know, sitting there. No one can see her. But so things like that. I think there's innovation. This is a really phenomenal time for innovation. And I think that's the opportunity that always presents itself, right? When we retract, then there's so many people that come out. I mean, that's how Amazon from, what happened in 2008 and so many companies that you hear about. So this is a really, really phenomenal time for some really great innovation. Yeah. And that's a great point, right? I, I was using that with some of our clients. Like we, anybody that remembers 2008, we all thought the world was ending too, but there are companies that invested, doubled, doubled down, found the positive uh, ways or places to invest were the ones that came out as the market leaders on the other side. This feels a little bit longer than kind of maybe just because it's so present, but same kind of disruption that we're seeing. When we talk about virtual, though, I'm curious, you mentioned that this Zoom event had had uh, production crews and professional cameras and and some people will be able to pull that off. Uh, I like the backboard area. I, I personally find the, um, what do you call them, the virtual backgrounds on Zoom annoying. Yeah. They're hard to look at. It's in, unless somebody's got a green screen behind them and it's really crisp, you, you know, somebody has on headphones and you're getting weird artifacts and stuff. So are you working with clients to help them understand what it means to master the virtual environment as well as kind of, hey, if we're holding these events and we're recording them, then we have assets that can be repurposed as well. Are these types of things that you're working with clients on? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've been recording everything and then we run it, you know, we turn it into blogs and we take images. I mean, it really all, we've been doing all of that, all of that, just, you know, recording it and, and yeah, you know, turning it into different types of assets. And so that provides, I mean, that's one of those things where I, I remember, I know it was only seven months ago. I remember back when we all were allowed to have events and be in rooms together and stuff. That was, you know, there was a lot of relationship building that happened, but maybe not as much asset or long-term asset creation. And so people don't have those events and those those trade shows, those networking events can't do those unless they're virtual. How are you suggesting companies replace that or, or approach it differently? I mean, I was just actually talking to a client about this this morning because she's doing a three-day Zoom event. And, you know, I've done some conferences that I would have attended. I did one just the other day on Zoom. And I have to tell you that I pretty much missed 90% of the sessions. And I was like, oh, I'll just catch the recording. And, and when I was on it, it was great. And I was like, oh, this is so great. But I knew, I don't know, I, I didn't block off my day. I should have. And if something came up that was, you know, like when I'm at a location, if something comes up, I find a way to like make it not my problem. I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the only one doing that, but I don't, there's this lack of urgency and importance, I feel like that is happening with the Zoom conferences. And there's also, there are also so many. I mean, so I feel like everybody is doing a conference. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I personally am not fond of them, even though the event we did with my client was really well attended. But again, it was a fun event. 
it was done very well. Like I wasn't on another Zoom meeting and this is what the client was telling me that, you know, she, she did sit through her whole conference for three days and it was just exhausting and, you know, I don't know. Do you Zoom, fa- Zoom fatigue Maybe. is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I know. I know. First world problems, right? Well, and so, yeah. so how are there ways that you're working with clients or things that you're helping suggest to them that might replace those or be innovative and different from a marketing standpoint, other than trying to do, like you said, everybody's doing virtual events now. Uh, and I'm, I'm even to the point where I'm so tired of being on camera. I don't like to even FaceTime my family anymore. Like it's just, I'm done. Yeah. Like, so are there other things you're working with clients on to, to replace those? Yeah. Those avenues? You know- yeah. So we, I think, and I know you said, you know, you can't, not everyone can do it professionally, but I think it's bringing that level, like just up leveling things, right? If you want your event to be different, if you want to up level it, then it's got to look, it's got to look and feel different because when you go to these conferences, it looks and feels different, right? So one of the things that my client did was she hired one of the top chefs like in her city to do like a cooking show. And then in between, like she layered, she wrote the whole script. Like, I mean, we did it together, but it was most of it. It's like, okay, this is how I want it. And then we said, okay, this is how we're going to do it. She layered in the marketing message, the message that she was trying to come across because her subject is actually quite dry and boring, but she was like, Oh, and you know, Speaking of this, okay, now I'm going to go to my PowerPoint and I'm going to talk to you guys about this. And she was dressed up and, you know, there were people, it was her and three other women, you know, one of them being the chef and they were having drinks and having fun and people were following along. That's what you got to bring to the table. And I have another client that's doing something similar too. I feel like you just have to be, you have to bring that experience. Otherwise, it's just another Zoom meeting that nobody wants to go to. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I understand the urgency. And like, every time I see a, a meeting pop up on my calendar, now I'm starting to trying to figure out, all right, do I have to, is, is this a Zoom one? And or can I turn this into something where we just can talk? It becomes part of kind of the cognitive engagement with it. So I like the idea of the cooking show. That's one I hadn't heard before. The other part of this, though, I think also is mindset for some of these businesses and, and how yeah. a lot of them went through survival mode, right? For the first I mean, three, four months of this, it was crap. How am I going to survive? Do you work with your customers on helping them kind of reset their mindset, change their mindset to get back to a growth focus? Yeah, we do. I mean, I haven't had too many clients that are really in a panic. I really felt a lot of my, I would say 80% of um, my clients are B2B. So they don't, they haven't really seen as much impact on their business. It's it's actually, in some cases, they, you know, thrived. So I, I don't, we do, we work on mindset. I work mostly on mindset with my team that we do a lot of mindset training. And I do, you know, layer it here and there with um, clients, but yeah, I don't, I haven't had to have like specific training. Do you find that? Do you find that you're doing training with your clients? It's, it's not, yeah, it's interesting. So it's, it's not at the, what I would say the corporate level or like the organizational level. There seems to be leadership seems to be doing a pretty good job of 
helping their employees or set, set a vision so that their employees understand everything's going to be okay. Here's our plan for survival, that type of thing. Where I see it is when we end up working with field teams, right? Teams that are out trying to sell or prospect or even some of the direct marketers, the individuals, we, we've had to include a little bit more dose of, of mindset training just because of the oppressive nature of the what's going on right now. So I wouldn't say at the corporate level, but with mm. the individuals themselves, it can be can be a bit of a challenge, I think, for some, although I think everybody's kind of getting used to it for better or for worse, just kind of the new reality, which is now turned into a cliche phrase, which I don't even like using, but uh, it is the truth. So um, and yeah, when you work with your clients that are that are growing, because there are, you know, there are some great success stories out there, you know, depending on the industry that you're in. Uh, one I keep going back to is the fitness equipment industry because the mm-hmm. gym shut down. And I know, for example, here in Denver, uh, Denver Fitness Gallery, they installed my gym in my house and I was talking to the president of the company and he, he's, yeah, yeah, my business is up 398%. All right, that's a big win. So, but are there other companies where, you know, there's other opportunities, but they're not 100% sure how to capitalize on them? Can you give us an example of how you're helping them find these new opportunities? Uh, we had a manufacturing company um, who really relied on having people come in and look at their equipment and make sure that it was certified before anybody else. So it's a pretty big operation. So a crew comes in, certifies the machines, and then they look at their certificates, make sure that, you know, whatever, and then they can go move ahead with certain projects, whether they're military or they're just like really big industrial projects. And what they did was they installed cameras in their manufacturing facility all over so they could get into, you know, the smallest details of these machines and not have to fly anybody in anymore. And I think that will stick. And that's definitely a time and money saver for everybody. So that was really innovative of them to do that. Uh, excellent. Excellent. And how's, how's business been for you through this for, for some fight impact? It's been good. It's been great. It's, um, you know, we're, we're lucky come with but yeah we've been we have been good being in the digital space is really an advantage for sure yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely uh playing out with some of the you know the tech companies on the market those that are uh focused on the digital but that creates new challenges too like i it's, we talk about zoom right but people have a tendency to get used to it our attention spans kind of fade and now then you get into a point where like direct mail people eh, maybe they don't want you sending stuff directly to their house anymore and so yeah. there's there's things that have to change and great opportunities i think a lot of it has to do with the the focus the mindset the ability to see between the raindrops so to speak is that something that you're seeing across your client base yeah for sure absolutely absolutely excellent all right so let's change direction here a little bit um I like to ask all of our guests, kind of as a business owner, that makes you a prospect <laughs> for a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Always curious to know if somebody doesn't have a referral into you, a direct connection, how do they, what works for you if somebody's trying to capture your attention and earn the right to 15 minutes or so on your calendar? You know, I would say, and this is one of the things that we do that is really effective. I mean, I get a million, e- like so many emails, but I have to say that I, 
always, I always end up skimming through pretty much all of them, you know, right? Like skimming through the subject lines. I obviously read all the ones for my clients and we have processes to move internal emails to either monday.com. So, so I know that the emails I'm reading, you know, there's something there that I really need to look at. And because of that process, most of my emails are from clients. I, that's pretty much how, like, I'll see something like a really great subject line. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I actually had a, a call today. Well, they canceled, but when I was supposed to have a call with someone who that's, you know, they just emailed me and they were like, hey, this product, blah, blah, blah. And I found it interesting. The second part, and we're doing this with one of our SAS clients, I would say it's Instagram. And I was telling her, you know, I have, I think like 60 to 70% of the SaaS products that I have even just tested in the last year have come from Instagram, just, you know, looking and, and staying on top of things or whatever. You know, I feel like it's a new Twitter where people, you know, before <laughs> getting all their news from Twitter, yep. Instagram seems to be filling the bucket. So I would say those are the two best places. I don't really watch TV or YouTube or anything like that. I do read a lot, but I would, yeah, probably Instagram and email. All right. Perfect. And so Anna, if an inter, if a listener is interested in talking more about you, learning more about what your organization does, where's the best place for us to send them for you? Uh, you know, just to our site, simplifiedimpact.com. We have a new site that we just launched and just a bunch of things going on. We have some new events and things that we're going to be doing. So yeah, I think all right. Simplifiedimpact.com. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Anna, I really thank you for taking time and being on the show today. It's been great. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everybody that does it for this episode, you know the drill, b2brevexec.com. Share the episode with friends, family, coworkers. Put your kids in front of it so they can listen to something instead of look at their iPads. Until next time, we wish you nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.